Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 27, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First, we'll welcome everybody back from the extended holiday weekend type market, the Thanksgiving holiday. It's behind us and nobody missed anything. As you can see, they're hanging around a trend line. They're eating time off the clock, hugging the trend line. Let's first take a look and a refresher about where this trend line comes from. Here are the all-time highs in the SPY. We're connecting the high pivot here from the summer of 2023, July. And here we are retesting the trend line that not we drew, but the market drew the trend line. We're just connecting the dots. We're not performing neurosurgery, just playing point to point. So let's objectively look at this from a bull and a bear case. Why is that? Because we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So here they are at the trend line. We know it's overhead resistance. We know establishing price and staying above the trend line is bullish for another leg higher. And we know if they can't sustain price above the trend line, the opposite is true, which is we're prone to a sell-off or corrective slash retracement situation. Nobody's saying the market's making new lows next week. All we're saying is they hit a very important place on the upside of the downsloping trend line, and it's normal garden variety for, number one, the market to reach it when it got close because those things are magnetic, and number two, for it to be overhead resistance until the market can reset the tape, reset itself, build some energy to make another move higher. So she can do that by eating time off the clock, slight pullback, going sideways, all those things. That's completely acceptable. Or she can also have a real pullback, a real retracement. Remember, we are extended far from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. You have a convergence of moving averages down here in the 100 period and the 20 crossing from underneath to above the 100. The faster moving average is telling you that the trend is certainly sticking. Today on Monday can be considered an on time type of situation for the spiders on the daily chart. Now we would revert to the manner in which from a trading slash swing trading perspective, but they're at an important place. It's an on-time type of situation. We had what's called a Monday holiday hangover type market. The range was narrow for not only today, but also Friday, which the market was open for half a day. No reason for the market to be open on Friday, but NYSE has a rule. Market can't be closed three days in a row. So therefore it was open half a day on Friday in the name of liquidity. And going back one more day, the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday is when they reached officially the trend line, unless they got it here. Either way, they're at the trend line on Wednesday. And all three days, Wednesday, Friday, and today were very narrow ranging days, as well as 
Tuesday, the day before, on the 21st. So ever since the big move up on that Monday, last Monday, the 20th, she's had a bunch of narrow-ranging days, not necessarily a conviction type of tape. But we take it at face value. She's bullish until proven otherwise. She's extended on the upside. Normal garden variety market behavior to have some kind of a retracement slash pullback operation. However, we're also in the period or getting through or into the period, really beginning with last week's Thanksgiving holiday through the new year, where there's a lot of seasonality that takes hold. Yes, there have been sell-offs in December. Yes, it can happen in December. Yes, we can get a pullback in December. But all in all, the big picture is you've got seasonality working in the bull's favor. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. That, using the 80-20 rule, holds true the majority of the time. One more look at the weekly chart. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until proven otherwise. Hitting this trend line, it is natural garden variety of resistance. Get above the trend line and what happens? It opens the door simply for this high area here. That's going to come in right around 459, call it 460, up in that neighborhood. Above there opens the door for another slash next leg higher. But right here, this particular high, this weekly high comes in at officially 459 44 that would be the next big time target if they can establish price above the trend line you got something else brewing we have an end of month coming up on thursday well guess what you have a big time breakdown candle high from the month of september that high officially is 453.67 are they going to close the month the month of november above or below 453.67 closing above says one thing closing below says something else running a test and closing below the high of that breakdown candle is simply a test of a breakdown candle line since the trend line was in what we call in the trading parlance shooting distance they went and got the trend line and close the month below. If they do that by Thursday, then they will have simply run a test of the breakdown candle high. However, let's say they close the month of November above that number, above September's high. Guess what? Whether or not they close above the trend line by Thursday won't matter because that breakdown candle high is more important than the trend line, at least in my book, from a monthly chart perspective. And when you look at this longer term chart, you can see the writing on the wall. You get above the trend line, and technically speaking, you have a way station at the September or July highs, pardon me, and that opens the door for the all-time high area, 479.98. We're calling it 480 for argument's sake. Can Mrs. Market make new highs either into the end of the year, I don't know if they will, but can they, or into, let's just say January or sometime in the first quarter of 2024? The answer is, yes, they can. We have no idea whether they will. Give me a good reason after seeing the October we saw, or November we saw, pardon me once again, tell me a good reason that they can't. 
I know what some traders will write me in email format. They will say, but the market's going up on lighter volume. Therefore, that's not healthy for the market. That's bunk, BS, hogwash. The market's gone up on light volume since 2009 lows. So you had a heavy volume in October. And the market's gone up on light volume all the time. Look at this candle here. Heavy volume, but it gets lighter on the way up. Here's a heavy volume candle. Light, 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 light again. So therefore, we don't necessarily look at the volume and make a determination unless we see an anomaly a la, for example, March 2020. Or another type of anomaly. Is it exhaustion volume? Is it capitulation volume on the way down? Those things certainly tell us something. This stuff in here, no dice. We just move it along. We take our cue from what's called the price action. Price action is not a magical term. It's a generic term for price movement of the thing. In this case, the S&P 500. What about inside the numbers? Well, technically speaking, nothing happened today. They never got down to a number I was willing to buy. They bounced and they never got to a number I was willing to short. They stayed in what we already saw was a very narrow range today. Quiet tape, low participation, not a trader's tape. We take it at face value. We accept the market that is not the one we want it to be. And therefore, we just move it along. So there really wasn't much going on from an intraday perspective inside the numbers and in the live room. However, you're more than welcome to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work anyway. I'm going to post the notes up here because this is where they're memorialized. I like to be an open book and show everybody my notes throughout the morning session each and every day in every video at night. Therefore, we just did it again. No discrepancies on what was said. No, he said, she said. No, you said this. You deleted that. You added this after the fact. No dice. This is an open book situation. Stocks on the move, same routine. None of these three hit their entry objectives. USO, which was a proxy for oil. GE Healthcare and FL, which is Foot Locker. No dice on any of these trades. We'll just come back tomorrow in uniform, ready to go. Holiday Monday hangover situation. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, you can see here on the daily chart, they're eating time off the clock in a bullish formation underneath the convergence of these moving averages after running a test into the moving averages. But this is essentially quote-unquote, air quotes, a bullish, flaggish kind of situation going on. And there's something other interesting that we discussed in the live trading room today, brought out by Armand, one of the longtime live room members. And it was a really good point, so I thought I'd write it down this morning when we discussed it in the live room, because I wanted to discuss it in tonight's video. I think it's beneficial for everybody. It's a what-if, but it's a what-if with a strategy something that makes sense. We'll get back to the chart of IWM in a moment. Let's talk about this concept real quick. So let's just say, let's go with the theory that the market's not done going up yet. The S&P, the Qs, the IWM, and the Dow, everything under the sun is going to continue to rise. Whether they make new highs or not doesn't really matter. Let's just say that they're going in that direction. If they are, and the IWM is coming along for the ride, 
since it was beaten down the most, since it was lagging the most against the Qs and the S&P. We had the regional banking index. Small caps got hammered with the high interest rates, all that stuff. Well, now they've decided to bounce. We have an inverse head and shoulders pattern that we've looked at already in here. Left shoulder, head, right shoulder. It's activated. Target is 190 and change. Well, if this is all going to take place, then you would think that the IWM would get some extra juice playing catch up on the upside. So for example, if the spiders are going to go towards new highs and whether it's December or January or February, whatever that is, the big picture is won't you get a bigger return out of the IWM? But there's a caveat. There's a little smart nuance to this whole thing. Since there's always a wall of worry out there and things like that, you can pull out some variable risk. What's the variable risk we were discussing today? This is all a live discussion in the room today. You can pull out the variable risk of the companies that don't make money. And there are proxies, for example, the S&P 600 index. There's an ETF, for example, the Spider Portfolio S&P 600 small cap. And I believe this one is weighted, whether it's 100% or weighted in that direction of companies that do make money. So I think they're removing variable risk. At least that was the concept we discussed in the live room today. It's worth taking a look at. Chart looks the same as the IWM anyway. Worst case is it performs the same. Just one of those ideas that come out in a slow day. We talk about a lot of different things in the live room. It's not just the chart, it's trading strategies, it's market strategies, it's things about the market that you may not necessarily have known. I have what's called a lot of information, as do other people in the live room. So an exchange of information is what? It's beneficial to everybody. How do you like them apples? We're not going to lose sight. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes, right? We're not going to lose sight of the weekly chart of the IWM, they're still below all the moving averages. Trend is your friend until it's not. Now, they've tested the convergence of the 20 and 50 a couple of weeks ago. That's fine. Big time, too big time, weekly reversal type or at least a reversal type and an acceleration type candles. This is a bullish move. This is a signal. It's a sign. It's a flare up in the air that they're going to get into these moving averages, not just a test and fall away. They put in an inverse head and shoulders pattern on the daily chart. There's a lot of signs and signals. There's higher prices coming. They've spiked the low and ripped it back up in the other direction. It's a way we interpret the different things each and every market does to get what's called in the trading parlance a leg up on the competition. What about the folks down at the transportation department? The trannies, as they're called. Down day, one and a quarter percent, 190 points. Still eating time off the clock. No big deal when you look at the daily chart. They didn't even get to, not that they won't on Tuesday, but didn't even get to the 200 period moving average. Had an opportunity, could have done it this morning when they were down lower. However, they didn't. It's a choice. No accidents or no coincidences. The reading time off the clock. It was a down day for team transports. We're not going to make more of it just yet than that. When you look at a little bit longer term of the chart, like a weekly variety, 
They have one moving average in the line of defense before getting up above all of them, putting the trend is your friend squarely back in the middle of the table. Tested 200-period moving average on the weekly chart, ricocheted off of it, had a rip-roar and rocket ride up. Here's where we are. That's the reality of what happened. Forget about all the wall of worry stuff. Forget about all the geopolitics stuff. Forget about all the Fed stuff. China, Russia, Ukraine, you could pick out anything you want. Price is the absolute arbiter on the charts, not the news. What about the Q people? What are they doing? They're eating time off the clock at the zone, the beginning part of the zone that we talked about for the last week or so. It's just akin to the trend line, the downsloping trend line in the SPY, same routine. They're above all the moving averages. Trend is your friend. They can eat time off the clock and give home base a chance to get up toward price, near price, closer to price. They can come down a little bit, combination of the two. That's the likely scenario when they get too far from home base. As a refresher, what's home base? The 20-period moving average. It's the red sloping trend line on all the charts. The Qs, as compared to the SPY, are a little ahead of the game. They already got above the July high, so guess what? They're working on the next thing. The next thing is, we're going to call this loosely a breakdown box up here, and they're kind of into the box already, but above the previous high, they're into this area that's just another portion, another area of overhead resistance. Why? Because it's where the market found the top, and broke down having all this decline for months and months and months before recovering back up to retest the area of the original breakdown, which happens to be, in this case, the all-time highs. We're going to pay homage. We're going to pay respect to all-time highs. We're not going to assume that they're going to fail before they get there. We're not going to assume they're not going to make new highs. They may not make new highs. But while they're up here and they're within spitting distance, we're going to respect the tape and we're going to say there's no reason they can't until proven otherwise. If they come down and the market or each individual chart puts in some kind of a sign or signal of a trend change, then that may change the picture. But we're the umpire calling balls and strikes and today the picture is what it is. It's bullish until it's not. What about the financials? A big part of the S&P, a big part of the market, extended from home base. Yes, due for a pullback operation. Absolutely. Where can we see the pullback going to at a bare minimum? Well, guess what? You have a former breakout area right around 35, a few pennies above. We'll call it 35 for argument's sake. And here's what we're talking about. This is the area where the market ran a test of and it broke down. This is on the way up, broke down, came back to it, finally got above it, and now it's considered a former breakout area. So if they come down to 35, they will be doing what? They will be running a test of a former breakout area. Gives the market a chance to eat some time off the clock. Gives home base a chance to move closer to price. Both those things at the same time happens all the time. Garden variety market behavior. 
What about Smash Mouth, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index? Good proxy for the tech space. Flat as a pancake today. Pullback operation over the last several days. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend, giving the home base slash 20 period moving average a chance to creep up to price. Where have you heard that before? There's a gap here. Maybe they fill the gap. Maybe they don't. But if you project out a few days, it's not out of the ordinary, nor would it be a bad thing for the market to just consolidate for a while, pull back, eat some time off the clock, work off some of the air quoted overbought condition. You know how I hate that term. There's no real measurement for that. But nevertheless, the market went up a lot. Not to say it can't keep going up right now, but generally speaking, you're going to have to reset the tape. That's just the way it works more often than not. And by the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.